In the next 15 minutes or so, we're talking about boosting your immune system the natural way. Uh, nowadays, in light of the coronavirus outbreak, many of us sort of live by the mantra, prevention is better than cure. So how can we achieve this? Uh, for comment, we're joined on the line all the way from San Francisco, Renita Hora, who's an Ayurveda clinician, uh, writer and head of marketing and communications at SRI International, which is Silicon Valley's pioneer science research institute. Uh, welcome to the program, Renita. Thank you very much for joining us this afternoon. Thank you, Noreen. It's great to be back on RTHK Radio 3 and specifically on the 123 show, which you know is my favorite show. You are so <laughs> kind. For, for for many of our listeners, uh, we'll know that Rini used to work at RTHK and we've missed you. We've missed your voice and just your energy. Oh, thank you, Noreen. I miss you guys every day. I miss the shows, the multiple shows. I miss the energy. I miss the vibrance. I think about you all the time. And I listen to more of your shows than you than you know. Oh, dear me. <laughs> well, thank you very much. And, uh, you know, for, our, for some of our listeners who know Renita as multi, multi-talented, award-winning journalist. You know, but apart from journalism, apart from finance um, and current affairs and, and being an author, you wear another hat. For many, many years, you've kept that hat hidden, but you've published books on Ayurvedic medicine. Now, for some of our listeners who don't know what Ayurveda is, can you tell us what it is? Of course, Ayurveda. Uh, I shouldn't probably introduce it as the, my personal passion of my entire life, but but in truth, that <laughs> is what it is. Um, Ayurveda is a five, six, seven thousand year old uh, philosophy of Indian medicine. I say five, six, seven thousand years old because the truth is we'll never exactly know. And although we loosely term this as Indian medicine, medicine that came out of South Asia, uh, truth be told, if you look at its tenets, it really is a well-being philosophy. So um, there's been a lot of... Uh, uh, scrutiny and um, questions as to where is this an art? Is this a science? Is this some kind of combination? And I guess you could interpret it in a few different ways because it really is a uh, lifestyle modality that is, as you mentioned earlier, preventative. Um, medicine comes out of the word uh, or out of the notion, I should say, that you can fix things once things go wrong with the mind body, which is certainly true to Ayurveda. Um, but uh, in its very, very basic form, it is how you live. Ayur meaning life, Veda, the knowledge of or the science of. So it is in sooth the science of life. Well, I can relate to that as well because, you know, Chinese medicine also share very uh, a lot of similarities with that as well. You know, apart from uh, the cure, there's a lot of prevention and by taking, by, by eating certain food, it can help you, you know, achieve um, a better health. And I'm sure that, that the same sort of principle applies with uh, Ayurveda as well. Now, I've been following you on social media a lot, uh, Rini, and you, you, you've been great. You've been posting a lot of elixir of life if, if you like, uh, ways to boost uh, immunity. Now, first of all, before we talked about that, what about the situation uh, in San Francisco uh, to do with the coronavirus? Are people worried? Are people wearing face masks? I mean, what's the mood uh, that, that you can observe there? Oh, my goodness. The mood is very dire, to say the least. Uh, as you probably already know, we are in a lockdown situation, which is something unheard of in, in this part of the world, in this country. Um, and 
people have been asked to stay at home. It's it's not a forced uh, lockdown like you are seeing in India right now or like we have Italy seen in or, Wuhan. Yes, that's right. Exactly. Um, however, it really is a stay-at-home order. It's called shelter-in-place. Those are the first time we heard those words were roughly almost coming up to two weeks ago um, where the government is basically asking us to stay at home, not go out, stay at home with your family and don't go out unless you have an essential requirement that is going to take you to either the grocery store or the hospital, uh, walk your dog, something like that. Um, Most San Franciscans are respecting this, are respecting this. However, you know, you do go out, we go out to walk our dog and you do see people outside. Being outside is also recognized as a necessity for mental health, especially when it comes to the young. I've got a late teenager and an early uh, 20-something, and both of them are going crazy. The last thing they want in life is to be locked in the house with their parents. (laughs) Frankly, it's the last thing their parents want either, (laughs) you know. Um, and so it's are, been real tough to are people sort of wearing, explain to them. Yeah, are people wearing face masks? I mean, you've lived in Asia for so many years. Yeah. You know how the culture is here. You know, even even exactly. pre, even pre, I don't know, COVID nineteen. If people were sick, we wear face masks. I mean, is it sort of not in the culture in America? Yeah, that's a great question, Noreen. Actually, you do not see a lot of people wearing face masks, mostly because of what you just said. It's not part of the culture. Now, you will see historically in San Francisco, Asians sometimes wearing face masks. Yes, exactly. Exactly. But um, what you're seeing now is you'll see the odd person wearing face masks masks or improvised face masks or the kind that they wear, you know, for construction, you know, just because there's so much talk about it. The truth of the matter is masks are not available. They are just not available for quite some time now. Um, Since early February, masks, I have, the last time I saw masks in the store at Walgreens was in January. Uh, Since then, gloves, rubbing alcohol, um, certainly the paper supplies, none of this, none of this, you know, can be found. Uh, sanitizer, forget it. <laughs> what about loo rolls? I mean, are people going crazy in San Francisco for loo rolls? Of all things, toilet paper seems to be the thing that people are fighting about. Really? No, absolutely. People were fighting. They were going crazy and there were viral videos going around about how, you know, fights and the fights is the only way to say it. It's not even a polite argument, but a fight literally erupting assault case, you know, in in Walgreens over, you know, who gets the last loo roll. But uh, I think that's calmed down a bit. People uh, now respect the fact that, you know, they are not the only people in the world. And shopkeepers, to be honest, are limiting sales. So mm-hmm. no longer can you go out and buy in bulk. They limit uh, you to buying just one set or of whatever it is that you need so you don't stockpile and hoard and uh, keep the next person from getting it. <laughs> wow. Well, so without further ado, let's talk about sort of ways to boost up your immune system. You, you are very active on social media and people love love all your posts uh, to do with uh, Ayurveda. I mean, pe- people are just thinking of ways to just boost up their immunity. Um, and so can you tell us, h- how does it work then? How does it work? I mean, that <laughs> that really is the quintessential question, isn't it? How does it work? I mean, can, um, we, just eat, can we just start taking these um, uh, potions and be healthier? Or is it sort of a series of weeks or months before it sort of kicks in? Yes, exactly. I mean, it... <laughs> 
the honest answer is it's a bit of both. But truth be told, let's talk about immunity first. Yes, immunity yes. is not a pill that you can take overnight like aspirin and you sort of your headache is better an hour later or the next morning or you know whatever it is um immunity is something that we as south asians are really focused on traditionally from the very very early days of um life you know so if you have a young child all you are focused on is the immunity of this child and you know this you've been through this um you know, yes. <laughs> going through this you know because to be honest the immunity you know when, when you think of cliches things like health is wealth and prevention is better than cure as you said uh, when you opened uh, this segment there's a reason for cliches. I always say that. It's it's my most cl favorite cliche is that there is a reason for cliches, right? Um, and especially when you look at how dire the context is right now in the U.S. with such a shortage of ICU beds, ventilators, medical equipment, and, you know, healthcare staff at risk themselves falling sick by the dozens. Yeah. Um, you, the only friend, the real true friend that you could really have is your own immunity because your own immunity, if it is strong, if it is up there, will help you fight that virus and help you prevent a need from getting to the hospital in the first place. Exactly. I was having... I was having a chat with my husband a little bit earlier and he said to me, he said, I think the aim of the game is that we don't get to the ICU because if we do, it's not a good situation. Yes. So coming back to immune, this is why, you know, of course, now everybody is focused on, oh, how can I raise my in immunity? And I'm glad they are. However, I do want to highlight that this is something that you should be focusing on every single day of your life because truth be told under normal circumstances whatever normal is it's not just coronavirus everything hits you every single day it's whether you contract a disease or an illness from it or not one person does the next person doesn't and that depends on how strong your immunity is right? exactly so ayurvedically speaking Immunity is something which starts off from the digestive system, from the gut. So there are three aspects of the digestive system, upper, middle, and lower digestive tract, which would roughly equate in Western terms to approximately a little bit here or there. Your stomach and everything above that is the upper digestive tract. Your mid-digestive tract would be your intestines, your small intestines with, the you know, the liver and um everything there and then the lower digestive tract would be your colon downwards if you will um these three aspects of your digestive system relate to what we call the three doshas which come from the five elements similar five elements of chinese medicine but we define elements a little bit differently won't go into that right now um and the basic belief is that um if any of these three aspects of your digestive system um, is hampered, your immunity will go down. So, so it's sort of like maintaining a balance of all exactly. these. Okay, I see. Exactly. It is maintaining a balance and knowing one of the things that I would advise anybody in the world to do 
is go have a consultation with an Ayurvedic doctor or read up about it. Try and determine what your natural mind-body constitutional type is, what your elemental mix is, or what in Ayurvedic terms we call dosha. Because once you understand that, you will actually get a better understanding of um, what your mind-body strengths are and which illnesses you may or may not be prone to, i.e. what could go off whack and what could go off whack first and which aspect of your digestive system could be hampered first. And you should just generally look out for throughout life and then at different stages of life, so on and so forth. Um, What I wanted to do, um, Ayurveda used to be my full-time career at one point in time. It is not my full-time career, but I very much write about it, teach, so on and so forth. And since it is such an old system of health and wellness, I really believe that this is information we have had for thousands of years and we should be sharing. It's not something to profit from or anything like that. So I just wanted to put some posts out there and I do on a continuous basis just because people are interested and I believe that everybody deserves the information. Whatever they do with it is up to them. Absolutely. Um, and, and you know, this is this is uh, by no means, I mean, people choose not to believe in it or you know then just then just listen to it as, as, a, as a segment you know but if you choose to also listen to it and feel like this, this, these are ways to boost your immunity then of course also you can also feel free to try them as well because you know a lot of them are natural ingredients I mean I see a lot of ginger and turmeric being used and these are always sort of uh, great ingredients even in Chinese medicine absolutely so Many people have the notion that, oh, Ayurveda is a very complex uh, system and it comes from India and you need all these weird, you know, herbs and things, which, you know, I don't have access to. So, you know, it's it's a no go for me anyway. The truth of the matter is many of many of the herbs you may not have access to, of course, but some of them are very basic and we use in everyday cooking and especially in different parts of Asia, Hong Kong. Absolutely. You more than have access. So my basic sort of immunity elixir, if you will, comes from a combination of ginger, garlic, fresh turmeric, which looks like ginger, doesn't look too different, uh, lemon, and tulsi. Tulsi is the Indian basil plant. And um, yeah, and all of these are available in Hong Kong. Can you get, if you can't get access to um, fresh tulsi, is there dried tulsi you can use, like dried basil? There is there. You can absolutely you can get there's a couple of things you can get. You can get um, a ready made extract, which you should be able to to get in uh, herbal shops or natural health shops. Um, there are many in the Shangwan area and there are many online as well. Uh, you can also get dried tulsi, which is often used as a tea, and you can make what I call what is called a, a strong decoction, which is. It's it's like making a tea, but it is uh, not simply steeped or infused in water. But you'd actually boil the dry herb in water to make more something that's more like a soup, if you will, quite strong. And you could use that instead. Now, if you couldn't find tulsi at all, you can substitute it with something else like oregano. Oregano, you can definitely find fresh. Okay. Um, I think by oregano, I think you mean oregano, but never mind. Oregano. (laughs) Yes. Sorry. I'm in the U.S. right now. So I'm, you know, got the U.S. hat on with pronunciation too. I'm, and I'm only teasing things, you. You're so American now, Rini. Yeah, no, not not now. Just you know, some of the time. 
Not all the time. <laughs> Can you also use dried um, um, oregano as well, or does it have to be? Yes, sorry, go on. Yes, no, absolutely. You can use dried oregano, but better than that is if you visit any store that sells essential oils, aromatherapy. Yes. You can get oregano, 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 and and or tulsi essential oil. And as long as the quality is good and it is pure, I actually prefer you use these. You add simply one, two, three drops to your extract blend. And the question is, oh, my goodness, you know, you mean you can eat essential oils? Absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm not asking you to fill up, you know, half a cup of essential oils. You wouldn't do that. But a few drops Absolutely, as long as the quality is good. <laughs> and when, going back to something you mentioned just now, uh, turmeric as well. Can we use turmeric powder instead? You can. You can absolutely use turmeric powder. Now, that is, of course, as we know, more commonly available is the, the turmeric in its dried form and in the powder form. Yes. Fresh is also available. Check for that first. It uh, the the turmeric root is it looks a lot like ginger except it's a little bit smaller and it's more orange um, and it's more potent now if you cannot however find the fresh then go for the dry one thing to look out for however if is and this goes for all dried herbs whether it's turmeric oregano or tulsi or anything else is check with um, the shopkeeper or whoever you're buying it from uh, how old the herbal powder actually is oh. many times yes what happens is many times um, you you just don't know and what happens is when when you grind up uh, dried herbs they begin to lose their flavor and their potency and uh, so four to six months later it's just the it's it's no good. It's the same reason why if you grind up fresh coffee beans, they smell so great right now. But, you know, if you just left them sitting there for four months, it would be nothing. So it would amount to herbal dust, if you will, which doesn't have any medicinal value. Yeah. Well, the great thing about this is that these ingredients seem quite readily available. I mean, we can go to the supermarket and we'll be able, I mean, lemon, uh, turmeric powder, ginger, uh, garlic, uh, dried uh, basil or oregano. How often do we have to have these sort of uh, drinks? Is it uh, once daily or should we be um, sort of having it more often? That is another great question. So my rule of thumb, and I practice this with each and every single family member, uh, you know, in my household, is if you are well, have one like a shot size, like a like oh, a, a, a shot. shot. Yes, yes. Yeah, every day. If you are ill or beginning to actually, the moment you begin to feel ill for that whatever scratch reason, in the throat. Yeah. Yes, the scratch in the throat. Then you bump that up to having it three times a day. Um, and it, it's, it's, it's kind of incredible if you do this on a regular basis, how you know, in tune you can become with your own body and how you don't actually need chemical medicine um, because you are able to boost the healing power of your own body. You, you know, take three shots, uh, you take your soup broth and you get plenty of rest and you actually do feel better. It's fantastic. I have to say, though, Rini, the ingredients are sort of super immunity boosting, but I don't think they'll taste very nice. Can we, 
Can and I'm glad you said one shot only. I think people can sort of hold their nose and just down it and whatnot. But can we add honey to it, or you know, or does it negate sort of? Because honey is another superfood. But I'm wondering, in Ayurvedic medicine, does it negate it, or is it okay to add some honey to it? I'm so glad you asked me that question, Noreen. That is a very, very important question to ask and and for me to answer. So the principle of uh, what we call prabhav, effect, in Ayurveda comes from the chemistry of, or starts out with the chemistry of the taste. So in any Ayurvedic medicine, in any Ayurvedic food, frankly, you have six tastes, sweet, sour, salty, pungent, bitter, astringent. And the way the taste of, you know, interacts with your tongue actually causes a reaction that begins the healing process. So if you are going to take something like turmeric, which is which has a pungent taste, or ginger, which has a pungent taste, then you should not be doing your own chemistry to add sugar to that or add honey to that, uh. per se, in order to change the taste, because then you are defeating the effect. Now, you said, you pointed out uh, correctly, that honey is also medicinal in its own right. So I would much rather you actually have uh, the juice shot, the extract shot, and then have honey separately, um, maybe a few moments later, or or if you can, you know, more than that, even just yeah. to separate it out so that you don't actually hamper the healing effect um, of, of the first with the second, if that makes sense. Complete and, sense, yeah, because it can negate yeah. it because, like you said, it's got medicinal values. I mean, honey's got its own properties. It could easily exactly. negate the effects. Wow. Exactly. Um, on one of my posts, I think about this, one of uh, one of my friends asked me, she said, what about amla? Now, amla is something that you will get in Hong Kong, but in the Indian stores. It is a uh, fruit. It is very small and round, uh, very, very strong in vitamin C. So it, it's very sour. If you think about how an orange is sour or could be sour. Amla is like, multiply this by 600. It's super, super sour. But the vitamin C, the vitamin C, sorry, is so strong <laughs> that um, it almost, you know, for people who have allergies like me, it almost instantly alleviates your allergies, right? Wow. So Amla is so powerful that uh, this particular friend of mine asked me, she said, what about Amla? Should what, what about adding amla to this shot? And I said, you know, that is a great question. And I want to do a separate post on this. I love, love, love amla. But I love it so much that I actually don't want to add it to this immunity shot. But I would encourage you to have it separately, you know, um, by itself at, at another point in the day. Wow. Okay. So, well, I'll have to follow your post uh, <laughs> and, and we'll maybe learn a little bit more about amla, which I'm sure we'll be able to get in Hong Kong as well. Yes, um, indeed. Yeah. I was going to say, Rini, thank you so much for your time today. Remind our listeners once again how they can follow you on social media. Perhaps they can find some of your posts on uh, Ayurveda uh, Medicine as well. Uh, what's your Facebook and, and your uh, social media uh, handles? Yes, indeed. Thank you, Noreen. Um, they can find me on Facebook. That's probably the e easiest way, Facebook, into Instagram, and Twitter. I'm more active on Instagram and Facebook, though, I will confess. Um Renita Malhotra Hora, which is, uh, well, if you if you just search Renita, R-E-E-N-I-T-A, you will find me for sure on Facebook, as well as on Instagram. And on Twitter, my handle is Renimal, R-E-E-N-Y-M-A-L. 
the other thing you can do is come by my website, which is renita.com, my name.com. And I'd love to hear from you. <laughs> Lovely. Thank you so much for your time today, Renita. I'm sure our listeners miss you on RTHK Radio 3. They can, of course, revisit the archive to listen to all your award-winning programs. Asian Threads, I believe, is probably still up there um, as well. We miss you. As always, thank you so much for your time. And that's Renita Malhotrahora, an Ayurveda clinician, writer and head of marketing and communications at SRI International. Thank you very much for your time today, Rini. Thank you, Noreen, and thanks for playing George Michael. <laughs> it's just for you, you remember, just for you. <laughs> of